Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Pensate Hoop Show. I'm Thomas Frank Carr. Nate Bauer to talk about uh, the opposite of what we talked about last time, Nate. Uh, they, they got a win. They got a big win. 83-80 over Ohio State on Saturday. So, um, is it all fixed? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, perfect. <laughs> I would. Lo- that'd be great, right? Wouldn't that be great? I, we we would have a very short show, but it would also be. I think uh, Penn State basketball fans would love that. They've they've finally locked into their potential. All the issues that existed before beating Ohio State are resolved. And uh, yeah, this team is ready to shoot to the moon. Now it's, this is reality, right? Is Mm -hmm. this is um, going to be a process. It is, it is not necessarily as cut and dry as a straight upward trajectory of a team that is made and built out of young players, right? Where you can kind of watch their maturation and say, oh, well, these are these are the stumbling blocks at the beginning. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It's not that. This is this is a collection of players that have logged plenty of minutes in their careers. They've got a ton of experience. Um, you know, it's just a matter of getting those different pieces on the same page, and so that's kind of the mountain that they have to climb. And uh, we get to see what that looks like over the yeah. next uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, so first off, happy holidays to everybody out there. Happy holidays, Nate. Hope you uh, are excited for the holiday season and you are doing all of your shopping and uh, it is stress-free and kids make it all magical. So hopefully you have a, a wonderful holiday season, Nate. Yeah, real oh. magical. <laughs> I just, I figured, why not? Let's have some fun today. Also, I want to know from you, what are we talking about? What's uh, give us Give us the outline of what we're talking about today. Yeah, so so Penn State has a game on Saturday uh, against Georgia Tech at Madison Square Garden, and so this is this is kind of it for the non-conference schedule, right? Penn State has a couple more games on the backside of that that sandwich around Christmas, but we we have had the appetizer of Big Ten play, so we we have a better sense of of where Penn State stands against Big Ten opponents. Uh, fared fairly well in those two games, right? Beat Ohio State at home, which was huge for this yeah. team, uh, but also and instructively to a certain extent competed with uh, ultimately lost, but competed with Maryland at Maryland, which is a tough right. place to play. Not a great team this year, but for a team that was riding a four game losing streak going into that game, it's, it's some sign of, uh, oh, okay. Some All right. Life. They could, they right. could scrap. Right. They can get they can kind of get through this, uh, have a little bit more competitive juice than maybe it looked like things were headed toward uh, at at one point in the in the process. So, yeah, five and five uh, overall, one and one in the Big Ten, 
three non-conference games left. They are 135 in the net. The net doesn't matter right now, but it's it gives us a little bit of, of an idea of kind of where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as I said to you and have outlined here, let's let uh, Mike Rhodes set the stage on who and what this team is right now and where it's going. I would, I'll tell you that on Tuesday after we practice, honestly, you know, so they're, they're jacked right now. We're all jacked. We're all happy. They're excited. But are they going to come into practice on Monday and Tuesday and be locked in and focused? And how much better can we get after a win like this? That would be my thing as a coach. Um, And Ace and Nick know that, you know, let's have a great win, but now let's, let's make it even more exciting because we come back to practice the next two, three days and get better. Um, Yeah. Look, it, it's just like this. This is coaching. This is, is seasons. It's up and down. You you want it to go like this all the time, but that's not perfect in life. It's like this, peaks and valleys. Just get out of the valley together. You try to stay on the on the peak as long as you can, like right now. But people are trying to pull you off and push you off as quick as possible. So, to me, it's about all right. Let's enjoy this tonight. All right, how are we going to react in the next seventy two hours after this after this game? Did we make it, or we we got more to do? He doesn't know. He also, doesn't know, and neither do I. That's it's it's fascinating that that's the comment. Um, I, I guess the the, the idea that um, I wouldn't call this a young team, right? So they brought in about a, a lot of guys from the transfer portal, and like that's something you might hear from a team that's full of freshmen. Um, so it sounds like everything we talked it. Winning can cure a lot, right, Nate? And going to Maryland, everything you outlined about this team having a little more fighting spirit in the last couple of games, um, it doesn't really change what we talked about from the last game, from the last show, though, is that this is still a team that is going to uh, require a certain amount of maturation, I guess, uh, to to compete and to continue to get better. It just that that strikes me as. Um, I don't know. I guess the, the tone of that of like, did we get better? Are we going to practice hard from week to week is, is, t- is a telling comment, I guess. Yeah. No, it's, it's, he is, he is seasoned enough to know that he didn't get the response he was expecting in the first place from the yeah. first adversity that this team hit, right? They, they lose to Texas A&M and it turns into a total disaster. Right. Like yeah. one game turns into two, turns into three, turns into four. Right. All of it culminating in a loss to Bucknell at home, which is a bad loss. That's a, they should. There is no world where they should lose to Bucknell. And I, I will be the first person to say that it happens all the time. Right. D- teams lose those types of games. So it's not as though it's uh, inexcusable or dumbfound, right? Like you never yeah. understand why that happens. It happened because Bucknell made shots in the second half and Penn state didn't play all that hard. So it, they got beat, they got yeah. beat, but, uh, given the fact that the team didn't respond, you didn't get the type of, um, the type of feedback that you were necessarily expecting from players that you don't know. There's no shared history there from this team, right? Ace Baldwin, Nick Kern. That's it. Those are the two guys that he has a real read on having coached with them before this. Uh, And so how do, how do players 
bounce off of one another, right? How, how do they, how do they respond as a group? And so the fact that it didn't happen that time makes this juncture right now so intriguing because yeah. he, he was the first person, like that's where I want to give Mike Rhodes a lot of credit is he's the first person when asked, Hey, is this a turning point in the season after beating Ohio state to say, I don't know, maybe <laughs> could be. Yeah, might not be. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the game a little bit. Um, what yep. went right for Penn State? How were they able to get the upset win? They went down by twelve at the half. I was uh, very brash and brazen on the Blue White Illustrated message boards. Check us out if you haven't subscribed already. Uh, I believe we have a promo going. Do we have a promo going? Absolutely, Frank? we Boom. do. There it is. Two months, one dollar with code PSU one. Um, yeah. On the message board during the, the in-game chat, I said, Hey, this is a team that is ripe for the wheels to fall off at down 12 at halftime. I said, this is, this is going South and it's going to do it in a hurry. And guess what? I was right for the first five minutes of the second half where Penn state <laughs> went down by 18 points, right? They, they got by, they got behind by 18 points. And lo and behold, they did not pack it in, right? At a point where it was perfectly reasonable to expect that out of this group, given what had happened previously in those those uh, those five prior games. Uh, you know, they didn't. They didn't. They were yeah. challenged by Mike Rhodes. He talked about he talked about at the fifteen minute mark ish. Right. There was a timeout. And he just said, hey, guys, you can you can fold up uh, and get embarrassed, I, I believe was the word that he used. Or you can get it together. You can find that something extra. And they found that something extra. And it was uh, a bunch of stuff all at the same time, which is they made shots. They made three point shots, which they have not done all season. Leo Boyle was hot. He was part of that. Ace Baldwin made a huge shot once they started getting close. He he put them over the top. Um, DeMarco Dunn gave them some contributions. They uh, overall as a team shot 60% in the second half. That is much better yeah. than anything Very good. previously. They won the rebounding battle in the second half, which, that, which has not happened very often. I ran the, the numbers yesterday. It is the third half uh, overall out of six the past six games right that they that they won a half so right not a very often thing for, for Penn State on yeah. the boards and when he was asked about it you can get to the clip in a little bit uh you know Rhodes was like oh don't mess with me on this that that is how infrequent that has happened and they kept turnovers low right mm -hmm. So this is a team that um, has had some issues in the past and had some problems with turnovers and they kept those low in the second half. And so all of those things combined kind of created the perfect mixture for them to, uh, to, to climb back and climb out of that hole and, and pull off a win. So I guess you outlined all that. Great. Um, is that repeatable? Is that something oh. that they can, uh, they can do, on maybe not regular basis, but can are there takeaways that work? Because there are certain situations in sports where it's like, well, that was a one-off situation. Yeah. Um, this one, it seems like in the second half, a lot of things changed for this team. So how do you gauge that and the lessons you can learn from it? Yeah, I think, I think that there has to be a balance of 
understanding the anomaly side of it of you're, you're just not going to shoot 60%. Uh, you're not going to make eight three pointers in a half. Yeah. That That's just, um, can it happen? Sure. This team has demonstrated that it can, but the, the, the element that is repeatable and Chris Holtman, Ohio state's head coach said afterwards that he, he thought the game turned on 50, 50 balls and rebounds. Mm-hmm. Penn state can control that. I'm not saying Penn state's going to win a lot of rebounding battles. They're not. They're, this is a team that it is understood that they have issues there in terms of their size. The fact that Demetrius Lilly wasn't available for that game. Uh, Fave Ira has not been available at all this season. So you're, you're down two big men. You've got Leo O'Boyle moonlighting as a five right now. That's, that's a, that's a jam that can get better based Mm -hmm. on availability. Demetrius Lilly should be back. Uh, I believe he had the flu for that game on Saturday. So you're, you're going to get these guys back where you can start competing rebounding, but it's still not going to be, it's still not going to be something that's very favorable, but okay. You you can scrap, you can win some of those rebounding battles. Uh, You can get contributions in three point shooting, which has not been consistent this year, has not been present until the last couple of games. Leo O'Boyle has to make threes. That's why he's in the game. Uh, Zach Hicks has to make threes. Puff Johnson has to make threes. Uh, DeMarco Dunn has to make threes. Uh, Jameel Brown, when he comes back, have to make threes. All of those guys are, we talked about this at the beginning of the season. They are a huge part of the equation to what Penn State wants to do offensively. And they got it to the extreme on Saturday. You got that extreme of Ace Baldwin coming up clutch, making a huge shot late in the game in the last minute. Yeah, that those are all great things, but even a reversion to the mean is is better than what they had been getting earlier this season. Yeah. Where do you want to go uh with our next clip? Do you want to do which one of these yeah, you just, to log up? Just uh the the Leo O'Boyle clip um from Mike Rhodes talking about how this is what he had expected from Leo. Mm-hmm. Uh but it's it's crucial. It, it is crucial to get those contributions uh, from those guys in particular. Well, I was expecting Leo to shoot like that all year long because I, I, he, he's he's an excellent shooter. I think the guys are really work doing a good job of finding him better too. So he's he's moving better. We're moving around in different positions. He's he's finding his niche, and guys are looking for him. Uh, and the other thing about Leo, uh, he doesn't come across it, but he's a super confident guy. Not cocky, but confident. He knows who he is, and he's good with who he is. And uh, he battles on one end. He's not afraid to throw his body in the way, as you see. He's always banged up. Uh, but he, he could really shoot it, and he's confident in himself. And, and the DeMarco, I think DeMarco's going to continue to be a really good player for us. He just has to uh, he just has to continue to, to put himself out there and get better and better. And... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is he going to make, is Leo Boyle going to make four or five three-pointers every game? No, probably not. Can he give you two of five? Can he give you three of five? If he does, that's the difference in games at times this season. Zach Hicks shooting just a little bit better percentages from three. Those things happening opens up uh, a a decent amount of options and it, it overcomes weaknesses, right? Mm -hmm. It, it, it's, it allows them to get away with some things that they don't do well. And so you, you, you've got to be able to find that balance. Um, and while I'm saying that Penn state is not passing the ball enough. I was just going <laughs> to say like, what's, what's on the other side of that? Cause the, 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 you didn't do it your normal way, 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 which I love, which is the, the Nate Bauer. However, yeah. turn where we yeah, get yeah. to what's the second half of this. So what's the second half of this? I mean, the whole, the whole thing with Penn state basketball right now is just, it's like an argument with myself over whether or not they're good or not. And Mm -hmm. here there's a bunch of reasons why they're not right. Uh, The ISO ball is a big reason why they, they are being played to not pass. And so they're not passing. And you have some players that are excellent one-on-one basketball players and can score and create for themselves. That's great. Uh, Kanye Clary chief among them, but Mike Rhodes knows it bears itself out in the analytics that moving the ball, getting the ball paint touches, right? He talks about it. It's not paints. It's not paint shots. It's not getting just exclusively shots on layups or to cutest Wahab. It's about getting the ball, getting that action going. Right. Uh, Penn state had 11 assists on 31 makes the other night. Ohio state had 21 assists out off of their 27 makes. Right, that is a that is a drastic difference. You're not necessarily going to get to Ohio State's level in that percentage, but c- better than thirty percent. Right, they they are yeah. absolutely expecting better than thirty uh, percent on or thirty three percent, I should say, on their makes uh, in terms of assists. Um, so that's that's something that still has to be worked on. Obviously, rebounding still has to be worked on, but however, however. <laughs> However, uh, the the intangibles, right? The intangibles yeah. of what this team is made of, where the uh, the lack of unity, the lack of shared history, the lack of having that team building, caring about one another element that absolutely was clearly a part of that losing streak, that five-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe 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 there's a maybe there's an avenue uh, for them to care about each other, to show it, some grit, to yeah. to have some spirit. I mean, it just I feel silly talking about it. It's a very sports writery thing to fixate yeah. on, yeah. but also it matters. It does. We're in the, it comes Nate, into play. We're in the beginning part of the movie where the star basketball player is frustrated with the team and the team is frustrated with him and they have to have to, they have to have their come together moment at some point um i guess i'm curious about this because you've pointed this out that this is not a cohesive unit there has been some finger pointing 
um, based on the things that Mike Rhodes has said and what you've been talking about here. This team was never going to be a cohesive unit in terms of they have, like, as you pointed out, this whole thing was put together in a couple of months, but from the team building perspective of guys getting to know each other, guys bonding in the off season, when they all came together, was there enough time for that? And are you surprised that that didn't happen before the season started where you could kind of get these guys on the same page from a personal level. So the basketball stuff can work itself out. Cause it sounds like, from what you're describing, there's both of those things have to get worked out right now. And I think, or, or am I reading too much into that? No, I think that I think that it is a situation where they tried as hard as they could to get all those guys on the same page. They spent a ton of time together. They all liked each other. There was it was nothing but good vibes coming out of the program over the summer and into the early fall. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, there's something missing from the summer and the fall. Do you know what it is? games <laughs> yeah losing right that's harder <laughs> adversity than, that's harder than playing video games with each other and yeah. grill it out and go into the pool that it, it is it is a much more difficult set of circumstances for a team to get through and so once that hit the response wasn't great uh doesn't mean that it's gonna not be great moving forward right and the win on Saturday doesn't mean that it is going to be great, it, it, right? It's it, it. This is to be written. And so I, I want you to play this uh, Ace Baldwin clip here because the way that they treated it, right, in, in terms of uh, rebounding and how they reacted and the grit and the toughness and those different things is is very matter of fact, right? Is like, of course, we're, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't down in Florida. And because they didn't, they found themselves in a slide that they, they had to uh, work themselves out of. And we didn't want to go down like that. Like, we're not that type of team that just get punched in the mouth. So I feel like like we just had to go out there and punch them in the mouth. So, yeah, I mean, we're definitely undersized, um, me personally, playing the center. Um, so I think we all just have to go out there and just hit somebody, um, whether it's your man or somebody else's helping box out. Um, because at the end of the day, we could create turnovers, but if we can't box out on the defensive end, this can really hurt us. There's always that. Are we? Is what you're talking about that bravado of like, of course, like we're we're a tough team. We're going to do that. And then, like, well, the evidence is that you haven't. <laughs> Look, Ace is is a fascinating dude. I, I think he is a, a confounding in a lot of ways because he has the ultimate confidence. He believes in himself. Uh, very highly. He believes in the team very highly, but one of the things that Mike Rhodes pointed to in the summer, right? Way before the the start of the season was his concern about ACE being able to handle losing because you're not going to win every game ACE, right? He is the de facto leader of the team, but that I, I think it's a transition for him. Uh, right. And so they, they have to look, not necessarily elsewhere, but you, you've got to be able to uh, get through some of those setbacks better than they did previously, better than Ace did personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's he's played hard. There's, there has been no questioning his effort or and what he's brought to the floor. I think that that there has been reasonable questioning of some of the decisions that he's made, some of the the conduct that he's had. On the floor, right? In in terms of technical foul and uh, some some like in game 
uh, situational basketball stuff that hasn't been great from him prior to Saturday. Um, but you, you want to get the best version of him and he treats it as though it's a matter of fact that that's always going to happen. But from that team, right. When he's, when he says, we're not a team that gets punched in the mouth, we're, we're going to punch Well, you did get punched in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> that happened multiple times yeah. uh, against teams that weren't as good as the collection of players that this team has. Um, and so it's, it's just a matter of being able to, to repeat this mindset, this attitude uh, that they seem to be able to, to generate in the second half of that game against Ohio state. Yeah. I think manifesting what you want in life is a lot about saying it first and speaking it into existence, knowing that you have to have the actions to back it up. And, you sure. know, that's the point I think of, of the Ohio state game to somebody who believes that, which is, this is the first evidence of the rest of the time, you know, as you know, we've talked about kind of that, is this the turning point? Somebody who believes in that is going to be like, absolutely it was. And then, yeah. of course, everyone has to believe that. Everyone has to be on the same page, which is, you know, kind of getting back to what we talked about. Mike Rhodes had some thoughts on the rebounding as well, right? Yeah, you got to play this because it's 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 like he's his own wet blanket. He's he's <laughs> this dose of reality of, hey, uh, there were some things that went well, rebounding the ball in the second half that have to carry themselves forward that are not instinctive or natural to this group of players. And it has to get there. It is, it is so crucial for them. It, it is, it's important to understand that when you shoot 61% in the second half, there are fewer rebounding opportunities, right? Right. Like, so that's, that is a big part of how that number played itself out. But also, uh, there were some key rebounds that Penn State got some some check, second chance looks on the offensive end, uh, some key defensive rebounds that they came down with that prevented Ohio State from having second looks. Uh, you have to be able to come up with those in key moments. They're they're all key moments, but mm -hmm. it, it played itself out over and over again on Saturday evening, and and he's got to be able that this coaching staff has to be able to wrangle more of that out of this group moving forward. Um, how does that happen? We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it that, you know, look, the, the, the roster we have, we might not out-rebound people, but we got to get close. And, and we got to find big defensive rebounds, one and dones. Uh, that hurt us the other day and hurt us times today. But I thought, I, thought, I thought multiple guys hit some people. We were more physical today in the second half. And then late in the game, um, you know, we're in zone a little bit, so now you're 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 inside a little bit. But I thought some of our guards went in there and scrapped some out. Nick and Demarco, I thought had had a big one late. Uh, Kanye had one that he scrapped out, and then I thought Q had a huge one late. So I just think multiple guys. It's it's been a focus. We're, we're working on it. Um, we don't have uh, we don't have enough of guys that just go after the ball the way I want it. But we'll work on that. So they're definitely a team bound. They're a team that will rebound and hit you in the mouth, but we got to work on it. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> this is fun. Here's a question. Nate. It's 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 going to be an interesting storyline. This is I'm yeah. I'm buckled up. I'm ready to watch and uh, and follow this through the season because it it could go in a lot of different directions. Why are basketball coaches? It seems to me, like Shrewsbury. 
and now Mike Rhodes, at least in my observation of these guys, seem like they're much more open and uh, transparent than football coaches. Football coaches, it feels like everything is behind a, a steel curtain of secrecy, whether it, it and there are, it's just a perception of you have to decode the message to understand it versus speaking more plainly. Uh, to, that's at least my observation. Is that a fair observation? Do you see that? Or is this uh, something T Frank's making up? I don't know. I'm, I, I think that these games can be as complicated or not as you want them to be. And mm -hmm. so sometimes it just comes down to, did you get a rebound? Did you make a shot? Uh, right. It, it is as it's right there in front of you in basketball where sometimes given the nature of football being as, uh, I mean, there's just, there's double the players, right? You've got, yeah. you've got 11 on the field on your side. Um, that, that creates a complexity that I'm not sure is always grasped. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, Rhodes has certainly been forthcoming in his time at Penn state. It, it is, uh, it is easy to see the things that he is pointing out as good and bad, right? Things, yeah. areas for improvement that this team has. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's always dangerous. <laughs> like being like James Franklin has made lots of comments that have been honest and forthright. And, and to say like he hasn't is also untrue. It just is interesting of like some of the, anyway, is we don't need to go down that road necessarily uh, with this team going forward. What is the, what, what's the opportunity for yeah. this to be a turning point? Because it also involves confidence you know, this team being confident and doing the things that they just did and repeating those successes uh, and not going into a buzzsaw. So so what's the what's the big picture look here for the team uh, after this game? Yeah, I think that I think that the early evaluation of where the Big Ten is 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 kind of important to this. Right. This is they they lost a bad game. Bucknell is a bad loss. Uh, they have two more quad four games coming up. Right. I, I don't anticipate that um, Lemoyne, right, is is necessarily going to get out of that hole. That rider mm -hmm. is going to change from from quad four. We I, I to everyone listening, I heartily acknowledge that the net right now is. Not going to be the way that it is at the end of the season, but also gives you a little bit of a taste, gives you a little bit of an idea of, of how teams are starting to shake themselves out. Yeah. And it's not, it's not necessarily the murderers. Like I, I do see a path where this team has an opportunity to be competitive, which is the whole thing, right? It is. Is this, is this a team that has the ability to be competitive? Yes. Is it one where I'm going to say you can count on it doing the things it needs to do to be competitive, to actually have itself in games where it has an opportunity one way or the other to, to do that night in and night out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, right. I, we, we have data to pull from that says maybe not, Yeah. but also we have some data and some recent experiences in these last two games to say, okay, uh, yeah, they, they can do some of those things. They can give themselves an opportunity. And I think against the schedule as it stands, against the teams that Penn State is going to face, it is it is not necessarily just a total 
bloodbath. <laughs> like they're, right. they're just not facing the number of excellent teams that they faced last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, what are you setting? This is always the conversation that, conversation I had last time of what's the expectation level of what this team is shooting for? Because they're obviously going to try and they will believe that they are going to be one of the best teams in the Big Ten. You can't operate. I guess the point is you can't operate and win games thinking that, oh, well, you know what? We're happy finishing not last. And like that's your goal. So what are the reasonable outside expectations for this schedule and for this team? I think I think you wanna you wanna win quad two and quad three games and steal a couple from quad one, right? I think you wanna you wanna win a couple games on the road. That like that's not impossible for this group playing as playing the way that they did at Maryland, getting themselves into an overtime game. That's that's okay. That's like that's a good sign for them. Uh so yeah, you you threw it up here on the screen, right? That, there's a decent number of quad three games based on uh, where the big 10 currently is this Georgia tech game on Saturday, Georgia tech's a team that is a little bit like Penn state has a couple of big wins. They beat Duke uh, at home, not Duke at home, but Georgia tech was at home mm-hmm. and they beat Mississippi state. Those, those are two top 20, 25 teams. Right. Uh, but also has a loss to UMass Lowell. Right. And so th- there's, there's this, uh, there there are teams that are on the schedule that are closer to Penn State than they are to Purdue. Mm-hmm. And so like that to me that's the sign of all right look at look at this look at this quad 2 list right here. Again, this is not the way that it's going to look at the end of the season. I get that. I'm I'm heartily acknowledging that. However, just beat a pretty good Ohio State team at home, right? Uh, you get Northwestern at home, you get Michigan at the Palestra, you get Iowa at home, Rutgers on the road, Michigan State on the road, Minnesota, uh, who just beat uh, Pat Chambers, Florida Gulf Coast team over the weekend, Uh, right? There are opportunities there for this team, given what it has shown in the past or so far this season to win some of those games. Right. Not not projecting or or making uh, any guesses as to how those will shake out, but you have now seen based on uh, if you want to throw up that quad one graphic, like Texas A and M is is still there in that mix, right? At how good are they? I'm not exactly sure, but Penn State played with them, right? Like that to, to me, that's that is the most simplistic way to put it. Is is this Penn State team capable of playing with? most of the teams on the rest of the schedule. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. And they've, and they've demonstrated that they, th- that entire range there uh, of games that they've had, they have been competitive in most of them. Some of them have been losses. Some of them have been wins, but you, you give yourself a chance if you can bring to the floor, the elements that they had uh, in the second half of that game on Saturday night. So Georgia Tech is coming up next. Uh, you previewed a little bit, given some um, of their resume so far. Yeah. What else do we need to know about Georgia Tech? I'm going to be real brief on this because I I am not a scout. I don't do that. That's not my forte. Uh, however, I can give you a a brief summation of uh, of some of what they've done so far. Like I said, they beat Duke. They beat Mississippi State. Uh, lost to UMass Lowell. They have been very good rebounding the ball. They are particularly good offensive rebounding 
they, they are averaging 14 and a half offensive rebounds a game. So <clears throat> if, if you followed Penn state <laughs> so far this season, that is a matchup to watch in this game is, is whether or not Penn state can get defensive rebounds one, but also specifically against a team that like a lot of teams understanding what this Penn state team is, is going to be aggressive in crashing the boards, right? They're mm-hmm. going to be aggressive uh, getting to the basket and trying to get extra shots, extra looks, which is important for this Georgia Tech team because they cannot shoot. They are a very, very bad shooting team. Um, they have shot their 297th in three-point shooting at under 30%. They are under 40% for the season, which is in the 300s. Their effective field goal pursuit, excuse me, effective field goal percentage is way down. It's 320 something, right? right? So they, they are just a, not a very good shooting team, but they get volume shots. They get a lot of looks thanks to the rebounds that they get. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it is, this is an, an eerily or an oddly, intriguing game that I'm not sure anyone would have anticipated before the start of the season, but Penn state, Georgia tech is super interesting. Now this Saturday uh, for, for Penn state, is this a, is this a game with some interesting uh, parallels, I guess, between these two teams, uh, new coach, um, a, a bunch of new players, I should say at Georgia tech, this off season that they brought into the program. We'll see. We'll see mm-hmm. what uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, I will be there and uh, am, am very much looking forward to uh, to covering it and bringing you guys uh, some insights from New York this weekend. Are you uh, planning anything else around the trip? Seems like a good time to go and uh, do yeah. do some do some sightseeing. <laughs> uh, you know, we have some friends in the city, and uh, it, it'll be great to catch up with them, and then. Uh, my wife is accompanying me, uh, and I believe our daughter is uh, set to take in some of the sites. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I was thinking is like New York is an underrated drive from State College because it's not, it's not that far. Yeah. It's I mean, it's about the same length as of, of time as Philly. And uh, and so you, you have, you know, a little bit longer maybe, but it's also like it's not a bad drive. And so if, if you're from State College and you're thinking about it, check out the game. Maybe you see Nate out to dinner. Only if you're going to somewhere somewhere nice. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's what I got for today's show. Nate, any any last thoughts here? Uh, no, that's it. Just right. I I do think this Georgia Tech game is gonna be is gonna be very interesting for Penn State and kind of shaping the mood, for lack of a better word, for this team going into the final two non-conference games, which should be wins, should Mm -hmm. be guaranteed wins. uh, And then you restart the Big Ten schedule, which is super interesting right off the bat. All right. Well, uh, check that out. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com to follow along with Nate, what he has to say about hoops, uh, his in-game thread, talking to message board members during the game, and then, of course, his analysis afterwards. We'll be back um, with more next week and talking about Penn State hoops as they get into that uh getting through this point and as nate talked about we're before you blink we're going to be into the big 10 schedule and things are going to get real real fast i'm thomas frank car he's nate bauer we'll talk to you later on the penn state hoops show (laughs) 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.